0: Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we showcase stories of inspiring professionals while highlighting the universal principles of success. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Pamela Valero. Pamela, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Derek. Hi, everyone.
0: Happy to be here. All right. Well, I'm excited to connect with you. I know um, we crossed paths on Instagram, which is always a beautiful thing to meet people across the country. I know you're in California. I'm in in Texas over here. Um, Podcast listeners, I want you to know a little bit about Pamela's background. Pamela is a trial attorney specializing in plaintiff's employment law. In 2019, she obtained the second largest civil rights jury verdict in San Diego County. She specializes in fighting businesses for the rights of employees who have been subjected to unlawful discrimination, wrongful termination, and retaliation. She fights those businesses that put profit margins above the rights of their most important assets, their employees. She grew up in Medellin. Did I get get that right?
1: You did, you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colombia, and is a native Spanish speaker who routinely counsels clients in that language. All right, Pamela, what inspired you to become an attorney?
1: So Derek, I've never been one that, um, like one of those people that you, you interview and they're like from the age of four. I knew I wanted to be an attorney. That was not me. Mm. Uh, so I came to the U.S. when I was uh, in my teens. And I first I had to learn the language. And um, I went to, um, went to high school, uh, then college on the East Coast, and um, graduated with a uh, science degree. Hmm. and worked in a lab for a while and decided that I love talking to people I am a people person and working in a lab I mean no offense to anybody working in a lab but that's just not what was in the books for me Hmm. and so I decided to take a sabbatical and I moved to Korea where I taught English and Spanish for a few years while I was there I um met some interesting people, some people that worked with the U.S. government. And the idea of becoming an attorney um, kind of became a reality. So I took the LSAT, took the LSAT actually in Korea um, at Seoul University, and then uh, got my results and everything and applied all over the U.S. um, Because coming from Korea, I was like, I can live anywhere. And um, got into one of the schools here in california in san diego and this is where i am now so i would say that i took a pretty different path i had you know different jobs and um and a science degree which is not what you hear from most lawyers you know i wasn't a poli-sci major or an english major or anything like that Mm -hmm. um i had a career and then law just became what I believe I was meant to do the wow. entire time. I just didn't know it back then. Now I am a hundred percent sure that I am where I need to be.
0: Wow. that That's inspiring. You know, even in a space where where I get to have a number of conversations with people about what they're thinking about or, or, or how they ended up where they are. I, you're right. I've never heard of an attorney with a science degree. I think you're the first one. I've interviewed like 47 or something like that. But you're the first one with a science degree. Now, I do have to ask, where did Korea come from? I think when I read your full bi- biography, I was reading through the whole you know, page or two, and then Korea just jumped out at me. Like, you know, if we have Colombia, then we have the US, and then we just see this random Korea journey you know, in your life. Tell me. What inspired Korea? How did Korea come up?
1: So basically some friends. So after graduating from college, I did the whole lab work for a few like for a few months. And then what happened was I decided, okay, so I need to either go and get a PhD um and then become like a professor or something because I do I did not want to do lab work. Sure. Or I need to find my calling i need to find what it is that makes me happy from within right and so i spoke i reached out to my network spoke to some some friends and one of my friends was in korea she was teaching english and she said you know they come um in one-year contracts you can move here korean culture and um latino culture are quite similar in the fact that we value family we you know we're very respectful of our, of our elders there's like this just these similarities hmm. um their their um their culture revolves around food and sharing food and things like that just like us and so wow. i figured let me try it i'm in my 20s early 20s at that point i'm like what's the harm in just going to korea for a year i'll be abroad i'll be an expat i'll you know, get to see Korea as a country. And then, uh, at that, at the end of my contract, I'll reassess what it is that I want to do, but I wanted to have some time for me by myself. So I could find who Pam was at that point in time. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yes,
0: it does. It does. I think there's so much power in, in having that, that pause, right. that pause and even getting separate i feel like sometimes we get swept up in you know uh, when i hear about you know and i've been there too whereas you're swept up in your 40-hour week job you're swept up in the social culture that you're in you know in interactions family and there's so much time spent even it could could even be in front of the tv or, or in other places but without truly thinking about who i am who i'm meant to be what what's the best way i can contribute to making you know, the world, a better place. But when I'm listening to you, I think that was exactly what you did. You, you got a chance to separate yourself from everything that you were involved in and figure out like that that, that, that statement you used earlier. There was what is Pam meant to do? And then to what? hear that you you found it, that's even, of course, even more beautiful in in, in the journey to be able to find specifically what Pam was designed for.
1: Exactly, and it took me a long time to get here, but I am finally here uh, making a difference, one client at a time, and like I said, it was my calling. Um, this particular area of the law is my calling, which you know we'll probably get into that later. but knowing that it took me a while to get here and you know a lot of people, like I said before, will know exactly they'll go to college, they'll do poly sci English, they'll immediately go into law school, and they'll come out at 23, 24 years old as a lawyer, because that's what they wanted to do their entire life since they were a sure. kid, not me. And I value the fact that I've had so much work experience in my field. Um, I believe that is a plus. Definitely.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So th- t- tell me, well, what do you enjoy most about being an attorney?
1: I enjoy so many things about being an attorney, but I think that the one thing that really um, really brings joy to me is to be able to uh, make a change in my community. So as I say, I, I, my parents immigrated here from Colombia mm-hmm. and um had to work, you know, I think my mom at one point had like four jobs at, at one time. Like wow. it was uh she would leave the house at an obscene like early hour and then she wouldn't come home until very late. Same with my dad, very hardworking people. Wow. And so being able to make sure that those people are afforded the the rights that to which they are entitled really moves me and brings me infinite happiness and, um, a sense of purpose, I would say. Mm,
0: Yes. Yes. You know, and I I love how even your, your, your biography speaks to that notion, right? Like fighting for the rights of, of the most important assets of any organization, which is the employees. And, and I, I think I hear that with you and, and I'm glad that you're able to channel that and bring that back to um, the gratitude and admiration you have for your parents and people like your parents. who Hardworking have, who, people. Right. Hardworking people who have rights and then you being able to advocate for them. I can see how that's really um, rejuvenating and fueling for you um, to be able to support people in that space.
1: And, you know, Derek, I... I take the opportunity to, um, in my practice of plaintiff's employment law, I take the opportunity to really give back to the community. I find that people in the Latino community, um, because of, I don't know, um, n- not speaking the language many times or not being uh, culturally as, like, aligned with the U.S. and um, or fully assimilated, they have... We as a community, we have a, um, I see it many times that people don't come forward. And so people don't speak up. People just put their head down and they work, they work hard. And so I see corporations taking advantage of those people every day, every day I see it. Whether it's, you know, not paying the, the right wages or, t- you know, not giving a mom maternity leave or, um, you know, not giving somebody an accommodation because of a disability. I see it every day. Not paying women equally as men. I see it every day. Mm. And so this position, um, this, my practice allows me to help just one member of my community at a time. Yeah. And bringing everybody up in the process
0: yes power to you i i, I want to support whatever you're doing with all that passion you have there
1: <laughs> i As love me. it me. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, one of the things i love about you know interviewing people is all of a sudden like the passion will take over them and they're just going for it and you can hear it you can see it <laughs> um, but it's, it, it, it's such a powerful thing thank you for showcasing some of that passion and, and maybe we'll well, let, let's dig into some of the genesis of that passion. Like, how did you end up deciding? Hey, plaintiffs' appointment law is for is for Pamela. How did how did that start in your world?
1: So, I um, while I was in law school, I um worked with uh, judges, mostly with judges. I did um, an internship through the San Diego County. Um, Minority fellowship program at at a corporation, at a big corporation, multinational corporation here in San Diego, and um, I really thought, okay, I think I'm going to work for a judge and just be a clerk, and you know that's what I'm going to do. Well, uh, after graduating from law school, I went and I worked with a judge for a year. Um, it was a one-year internship. And then I came back to, Sa- that was in New Jersey. And then I came back to San Diego and I tried out family law for a few months. Mm-hmm. And now, for me, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. there's the, the beauty of the practice of law is that we have so many areas yeah. that we almost have something for everyone Mm. and so all you have to do is find your special sauce my Mm. special sauce was employment law and so Mm. i started meeting a lot of um, employment law attorneys here in san diego and i saw what they were doing and that really called to me so i went to law school to make a change to help my community and i feel that Plaintiff's employment allows for you to do that. You know, it's not like um, um, it, you know more power to the people that can do family law and things like that because I mm. think that that takes uh, a certain type of person. Sure. But that was just not me. And right. so, uh, plaintiff's employment just allows me to carry out my passion, which is to help my community and help just one member of that community one case at a time
0: mm-hmm. yes 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 and i love that phrase you said about finding your special sauce right i think that's yeah that's something that applies to everyone right it, uh, certainly as attorneys um but really when i think about the 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 beauty of finding your calling you know in finding that special place that special sauce as you describe it I think, you know, for our podcast, that's a great question. You know, have you found your special sauce as you can can ask that
1: from now on for sure. I would love it. You can ask that. And I think that, you know, you need something that moves you. You need to be able to wake up in the morning and be happy and be happy about what you're doing. It's crazy that people just get up and then just go and uh, punch their card, you know, every day, that's just not a way to lead to live your life. You have one of these, right, depending on what you believe, but you have one of these. And so you want to make the best of it every single day. I want, you know, I recently became a mom. And so I want to show my daughter that you can find that um, that makes you happy from within
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do that. You know, I. I not a job. This is this is what I do, what I'm going to be doing probably for the rest of my life. And I don't. I'm not thinking about okay. Well, how many day, days until retirement? Like, how can I right. retire? No. Because right, right. at the end of the day, I am so happy doing what I'm doing. I am so happy changing people's lives and making them better and deterring corporations from taking advantage of those who are least. Um, fortunate and and that usually don't have a voice. I give a voice. I love to talk. So I give a Mm. voice to those that just don't have it. And I fight for them so that they can have the life that they deserve and the life that everybody should should lead, which Mm. is a decent one.
0: Yes. And I, I can totally envision how that gives you such a powerful advantage because you have so much passion, you know, it's that passion advantage that you have, even, you know, and I I relate to that 100%. When I think about, I think a friend asked me last week, you know, when, when do I want to retire? And I said, uh, why stop when you're passionate about doing something, even when you don't need any more money, like you still show up because of the passion, like what I get a chance to do makes me come alive. But I see the same thing in you, when you started talking about it, like I, 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 I teased, that your passion was showing, your passion was coming out. Um, But just to that, that, that concept, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not waiting to come alive until my retirement. I'm not, not waiting for the weekend to be happy or or to be (laughs) fulfilled. I I want some of that every day, but I'm hearing that in you. And I think that's such a, it gives you such a powerful advantage.
1: I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, and I, and I think that a lot of people, you know, they don't have, unfortunately, they don't have the. They haven't found it, and I hope that people will listen to this and feel empowered to go out and find what it is that makes them happy, mm. what it is that makes them move and and get up in the morning and just be happy to be doing, um, because it's really a beautiful thing.
0: Yes, absolutely maybe we'll, we'll lean into that for a moment. Um, and, 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 and ask even in in your space, um, what's, what's been the best way to bring new clients to the law firm where you work? I can see how it's the passion you just described, but, <laughs> but, but be beyond, I mean, it, it, is it some of that or, or what what do you see as the best thing you've discovered to bring new clients to the law firm?
1: So I think that personally, Um, it's all about being in the community. So not just, um, you know, networking with other attorneys and getting to meet um, and collaborating with different attorneys, but also giving back to the community where you live. So I, I am a member of, you know, numerous organizations that give back to the community. And then you are out there meeting people. The way I see it is for me, anybody with a job is a potential client. Yes. So I'm not trying to, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to spend time with you because you're not, you know, there, there's nothing that I can get from this interaction. Right. There's never that because I have an interest in helping people. And the people that I meet that have jobs are, like I said, potential clients Hopefully it never happens, but if it does, the connection is there. So being out there, you know, in coaching things like coaching mock trial teams for high school Mm. students, like doing, giving back at the food bank or helping out with um, organizations that help elevate women, things like that. That's all going to be like a source of a referral in the future. Me. Wow. So I just basically see get involved in organizations that speak to me as a Latina lawyer, as a Latina professional. And then mm-hmm. everything, all the referrals come from there.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I think that's phenomenal business insight. You know, I've heard so many different perspectives on this question, but I think your your insight of involvement in the community, you know, making meaningful connections finding ways to serve. And it, and, it, and it does. I mean, you know you're out there co- you know even coaching mock trials in and, in and, and serving in those spaces, it's no surprise, right that people remember your name, people remember you how you serve them, they remember the connection. and then um, it gives you right again back to that that advantage gives you an advantage because um, they have a uh, a face to go with the name to know what the kind of person you are, you're, you're a person who's, you know, relatable down to earth and, uh, and, and gives back. And those are just all incredible ways to build the brand of, of yourself. but of course, of the, the law firm as well.
1: For sure. And I think that, you know, you want to show people that you're not this unreachable person, this, you know, unapproachable person, this sure. lawyer. Oh my gosh. She's a lawyer. no like I'm a person I'm a member of a community so if you're if you're out there like you said serving and making those connections people are even if they don't have an employment law matter they have you know an accident or somebody got arrested or something you're going to be that community's lawyer hmm. you are the person and the name that they're going to to remember anytime they need an attorney Yes. And that's what you want to be.
0: Wow. And I, I can see how it makes your relationships with other attorneys that much stronger because now, and what, 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 I, what attorneys have shared with me is sometimes people are even how you described the community can see you as their community attorney, even though you don't do everything, but it makes yeah. you able to give some great referrals to the To the lawyers in your network, and again strengthening that bond, and and you know we know the law of reciprocity. You know you give to them, you know down the line, and they'll keep you in mind, and and uh, and and find ways to give back to you as well. Yeah, and I I,
1: love go ahead. Sorry, and I love connecting with other Latino lawyers. So I try to keep my referrals, you know, and help out the community. So if there's anybody that Um, is like a native Spanish speakers can counsel clients who's most of the people that call me are Spanish speaking people. And so if there's, you know, if there's a Spanish speaking uh, attorney out there that wants to connect, I'm all ears. I'm always here. And they can connect with me through my Instagram, which I'm sure you're gonna, you're gonna share at some point. And then, um, And like I said, I'm always open to creating relationships that are going to serve my community.
0: Yes, absolutely. Go ahead and remind them of your Instagram right now. And then we'll also remind them toward the end as
1: well. Okay, perfect. So my Instagram is at Pam Valero, very easy. Uh, Valero with two L's. And it's I'm actually gradually changing it to um, at La... La Defensora del Trabajador, which is basically the defender of the worker, the defender Mm. of the employee. That's going to be my handle. And I'm going to be moving my uh, Instagram page into a more professional page where people can go and get nuggets of information about employees' rights in California.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Um, And I want to say this, that I love hearing about how you advocate so purposefully and deliberately in the in the Latino space, right? I think that's such a it's such a precious thing. It's certainly a passion of mine. I try. I, I I'm aiming to do my part. It's always fun to hear somebody else, you know, has that exact same mentality, the same heart, um, and and it's not a, not a not it doesn't shy away from it, but it's very upfront about that that type of support. Um to give back to, to the people.
1: Oh, that's my brand. My brand. I yes. love I love being Latina. I love speaking Spanish. Unapologetically, I I want to create relationships with other attorneys that are like me. I love going in and seeing opposing counsel or the judge or anybody being a face that looks like mine.
0: Yes. And so
1: by helping others um, who are just Latina law students or, you know, Latinx law students and high schoolers, you know, going to speak at middle school. Like my sister is a fifth grade teacher and I always tell her whenever they have opportunities to speak and I'm in Florida, I'll go and speak to your students about potentially becoming attorneys because she's at a title one school. And so I want to bring up our communities. I want to teach children that they can do it they can become a lawyer they can become a judge you know they can be the next supreme court justice if they mm. if that's what they want all they need is somebody who's already there yes pulling them up that's giving right. them a hand
0: yes let's be friends my let's be friends uh, <laughs> uh pamela I, I think uh your passion in 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 what i'm doing i know this is your episode i won't plug you know uh, uh what i'm doing in the community but but uh, i think I, I I hear my soul sister on the other side of the interview. <laughs> That's great. So, um,
1: That's great.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, let's be let's be friends beyond beyond just this interview. But thank you so much for showcasing that area of your passion. I I, I love it. I love it. Now, uh, speak to us about the advice you would offer to an attorney just starting out. What do, what do you say to them?
1: Work hard right? Work hard. And to remember, so to remember that it's not always the the loudest person in the room that gets the most attention. It's the person as an attorney, it's the person who knows the facts, Mm. is the person who knows the law, is the person that can think of the applicable case law, the applicable authority when it matters that gets the most recognition. So I would say learn your craft um study be a be a student of the law because this is a practice and you'll talk to a person like me who's six years out or a person who's 25 years out or even 40 years out and they will tell you they never stop learning wow they never stop learning you have to keep studying it keep keep Uh, working on your craft, right? Because at the end of the day, this is your passion. This is what makes you happy. You want to be the best advocate for your client that you can be. And the only way to do so is through educating yourself Mm. and knowing your stuff.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Podcast listeners, y'all heard that. Hone your craft. I, I, the visual you gave me was have your cup filled with insight, be a perpetual learner, 25 years, six years out, 25 year, years out, 40 years out to stay a student of the game. And that will, will give you an advantage. I love those insights. Now, um, Pamela, to tell us, um, this, this topic comes up a lot, which is work-life balance in the world of an attorney. What has helped you establish work-life balance? What have you seen or what, what principles have been helpful to you in that space?
1: Um, You know, I'm not going to be here and tell everybody like, oh, you need to set aside, you know, a set amount of time to do yoga every day and meditate every day and, you know, feed your soul every day because that's unrealistic, I believe. Um, yeah. My my baby's six months old. And before her, I had, I had a puppy. I was a dog mom, very dedicated dog mom before then. And I would say that take a few minutes every day to feed your soul. So it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. It doesn't have to be, but just disconnect and connect with you Mm. and connect with the things that make you who you are and the things that that you love to do so for example what some one thing that keeps me balanced is I love to bake so mm-hmm. as any anybody out there in this in the podcast world who is a baker knows that baking takes time that the you know the dough has to rise and improve and like all these things you mm-hmm. know that the thing the, the bread has to be overnight in the fridge and like all these things so taking the time to just work on the things even if it's a couple of minutes today a couple of minutes tomorrow maybe Mm. hours on on one day that you just happen to have the time take the time to do the things that make you happy because once you take all those minutes and you put them together and you you know, you, you sprinkle and you mix that with finding, like we were talking, your special sauce, you're going to come out with a great recipe for work-life balance, I think.
0: Ooh, okay. I like analogy.
1: I brought it I back? Like... You I brought that back? <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes. The recipe to feed your soul. So you're talking about feeding your soul. You got the feed in there. Got the recipe. Got the bread. You got it. You got the sauce. You got. You got all of it.
1: Sprinkles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. 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 That's right. Uh, podcast listeners, um, taking the time to feed your soul. Um, you. You really can't get that anywhere else. But purposeful time away. I know sometimes it's so difficult to get away from work, yet it's vital for longevity to be able to, um, sustain excellence, sustain, sustain, um, top performance by taking the time to take care of your soul and, uh, and to find that recipe for, you know, restoration and, and to be, to, to be maximizing that special sauce.
1: And, you know, I think that doing that allows you to be present at all times, right? Being present at work. When you're at work, you work, you work hard, you give it 150%. And then when you leave here, or when you leave where you're you're working, what you do is you are present in your interactions with your significant other, your kids, your parents, whoever, your roommates, and yourself, be present with yourself and the things that make you happy. I always tell my husband, I love Pam time. I'm a hundred percent a fan of Time. and sometimes we need it. And so I, so you have to know when to pull back and just be present Yes, and not allow yourself to just be taken with, you know, along with the tide of life. You just can't do that. You have to be purposeful in your, in your need to be present and to be a hundred percent with all the things that
0: you do. Mm, yes. Yes, yes. I love it. Thank you for that insight there. Uh um Pamela, very um absolutely on point. Now, if somebody was listening to this episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they could do anything to support you, to support your law firm, um, what would that be? What would they do to support you and support your law firm?
1: So I mean Referrals are always nice. I think that uh, just knowing what I do, that's why I love, you know, coming on podcasts, going on the radio, TV, whatever, and talking about employment law. Because um, most people out there, you know, they have jobs. And the difference between um, being t- taken advantage of or uh, not exercising your rights is uh like access to education. And so um, connecting with me and allowing me to go on platforms or sharing platforms so I can talk to people and I can go into those communities and let them know their rights, all the things that they, that they have a right to that they might not even know Because they're coming from another country and in their country like that wasn't something that they could do, even coming from out of state coming to California, you this is an employee friendly state so we have so many laws to protect them, allowing me to go into those spaces to share the information information and education is key. And giving our communities, our Latino communities, access to that education and information is going to be what changes everything.
0: Mm, Yes, Um, I I think that was really clear, and I appreciate you you being that clear about what they can do. So, podcast listeners, some of the things I caught there are: how can you open up doors? For, for Pamela, like whether that's on another podcast, is, is that a, an, another um, avenue, is that a panelist somewhere? Is that, who do you know that can um, open up a door for for Pamela to be able to give more people access to the information, access to the education, to make an impact, especially for um, the Latino community? I think she's an incredible advocate of that. And, um, and I think we always, as the listeners, wanna do a great job Expressing our gratitude for anybody who comes in, somebody like Pamela who comes in, and if there's any way we can um, show our gratitude by by helping her to 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 be on more avenues and have more opportunities, um, we absolutely want to do that.
1: Yeah. And Spanish and English. I'll, I'll do both. Um and so yes. if you
0: have Spanish something again. that is yes.
1: for, <laughs> for only Spanish, I'm more than happy to go in and, um, and speak to the community in Spanish. Um, I love my people. <laughs> yes.
0: Absolutely. Now let me ask you one, one, one last question for the, for the, for our episode here is what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people?
1: Hmm. Um, I would say, so some, I think I'm very family, family oriented. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about my family, um, just a tiny bit sure. more. My, my parents are extremely hardworking people. They, they came to the U S leaving everything behind. Um, so to give, so to, as to, to give my sisters and me is three of us, um, the opportunity to be, the best people that we could be, have the most opportunities that we could have. And so um, just being hardworking, dedicated, uh, just my mom is a great mom. Um, just being there for the people that you love. I think that those are some of the the most um, important and those most appreciated qualities that I I think people in my circle have. I'll also take this time to shout out to my husband who Mm -hmm. is the calming force in our marriage. Yeah. You know, I always talk to people and they they ask me um to basically describe my my relationship with my husband and I Mm -hmm. always say um my husband and I are you know our marriage is like an equation and he is the constant and I am the variable. Mm. I am, you know, I am like this, and he is this calming, um, just my rock in all things mm. life, and um, and and I love that, and I love that because it allows me to be a little crazy, a little out there, <laughs> and um, and he always brings me home. Mm. So so I love that. I, I love that I found that I found that in in another human and that he chose me to to um, do this this life journey together.
0: Yes, how how, 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 how beautiful of a tribute. Um, David, when you listen to this, I just want to let <laughs> you know. Um, well done, phenomenal job. you know even uh, uh, Pamela, your parents, I think um, how incredible. Uh, incredible people who've uh made an incredible great sacrifice for you and they continue to be shining examples the way you describe them i think every i think every parent wants their child to speak about them the way you do i got i could yeah. also say you know being being married for seven years um i could say every husband also would love to be described <laughs> the way you just described um david so david well done parents. Um, Well done, Um, it is it's always a beautiful and a powerful thing to hear the favorite qualities of um, of of Pamela when she's talking about you all because clearly you're making such a huge difference in her life. Um, Pamela I want to say thank you once again for spending some time with me on the podcast.
1: It was my pleasure. I just want to take a second to um, to really thank you for giving a platform to people like me to come and speak about what we do. Um, like I said, you know, many times during our time together, uh, I'm all about educating people on their rights, um, and so that they can feel empowered to go ahead and exercise those rights. And so. Thank you so much for um, having this platform. And um, I mean, I've been on your page and I've seen and I've listened to all of the people that inspire me, you know, the BB Fellows of the world. I was there watching um, and I hope to inspire someone. If it's at least one person um, to, to become the best that they can be to give it their all and to reach out to people like me who are always willing to mentor and to be there and to open doors for um young latinos who are trying to join the practice of law.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. It's been it, it's a privilege um to be in to again to spend some time to showcase your stories. Um I love the idea of just spending a little bit of time Putting the spotlight on you all. Um again again in, in my world, the, the specific focus is the Latina attorney in. And I tell you, you just being Latina. When I tell my mom, my mom never um, you know, got her undergraduate degree, but she she's built a you know, she's a she's a multimillionaire. Um, and she again, she was a single mom with three of us, you know, for a season. And uh anyway, I'm saying that because when I tell her. Or she sees another one of you on my pages. Um, she tells me she she gets tears in her eyes because we grew up not seeing any Latina attorneys. And every time we see another or she sees another one on my pages, she just tells me she's so proud of you um, and, 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 and people who are in your space who are representing for for us um, and really just shining in what you do. So anyway, I feel I'm I'm grateful. I'm I'm privileged to be able to interview somebody like you spend Thank a little you. time together and of in uh, and i'm very inspired and you're also inspiring my mom uh, <laughs> over here in texas so yeah oh, perfect <laughs> yes. yeah so we, we want to remind the people one more time how to find you and it's at Pan valero that's, that's valero with two l's and then you said you're yes. soon gonna become the la the De- 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 la, De- la, De- del- la defensora
1: del trabajador
0: yes 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 All right. Perfect. Podcast listeners, let's do our part. If um, you're listening to this part of the interview, pause it right now before you even get to the end and go show love on um, Pamela's pages. Um, I want to remind all of the listeners, this episode is sponsored by Strong Life Scholars, whose mission is advancing Latinas in high-end professions, education, and community impact. Thank you to all our precious listeners for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to go over to the Apple Podcast app and give us a five-star review. Remember to subscribe and we'll connect with you on the next episode. Thank you.
1: Perfect.